95.9 KRFF Radio Free Fargo. He's a member of the legendary band 10 years after. The band is releasing a deluxe edition of their A Sting in the Tail album. Plus, he's got an autobiography from Headstocks to Woodstocks. We're very honored here to have him here on the show. Rick Lee of 10 Years After. Captain, welcome. Cheers from Fargo, North Dakota, USA. Have you ever been here? I think we did one time, yeah. Long many, time ago. Many years ago, yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. Well, how are things going over in your neck of the woods there? Are they starting to look like they're improving, getting a little bit better? Yeah, the uh, Prime Minister's, I've not seen it, but he was on TV tonight saying that they're going to start gradually unlocking the country again. Good. Um, Good. Because the vaccine is working well and the what they call the R number is right down. That That's the reinfection. Right. And it right. seems to be that the vaccine is, is preventing that. Although, I mean, I've had the vaccine. I had it about a month ago. Okay. And I'm, I'm due a second dose, but I'm not sure when. But I think April seems to be the second second shot. And all is well with the vaccine so far? Oh, yeah, very good, yeah. Fantastic. Some, some of the ladies seem to be affected by it, but not the, not the guys. They, they get, like, flu symptoms, you right. know, got hot and cold, sure. and their arm aches for the... For, it's only about 24 hours, though. I, th I think what we're going to have to learn to do is, is, is uh, as our Prime Minister said, is live, live with the, the COVID like we live with flu, you know, and have vaccines right. every year or maybe twice a year even. But it'd you be know, good if, if that happens because we, we, it means we can open up and we can start touring again, you know. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that's been making the news is that they're talking about we could start seeing live concerts again. I want to ask you for what would make you feel more comfortable as an artist getting back out there in front of packed crowds face to face? Um, I, I I think it has to go in, in, in stages. I mean, we, we, we were booked to do gigs last year, but they were all cancelled to this year. And originally they, they were put into the spring, you know, the, um, and, and summer. But that's not happening now. They've been they've been pushed back to the back end of. Well, in fact, it looks like they're going to be 2022. In all honesty. So nothing um, this year. So you're not booking any shows this year. No, no, gotcha. it's highly unlikely. There might be a couple at the back end of the year, but it's looking slim. But um, I think what needs to happen from 10 years after's point of view is there are three of us that are over 70. Right. Um, so we want to be fully vaccinated before we go anywhere. Secondly, we have to be prepared for what other countries want as an entry permission. Right. So, so that's another difficulty. The other one we have here is we tour a lot in Europe, except that our wonderful government and the European Union didn't negotiate anything on behalf of the musicians. So at the moment, if we go to tour, we may have to have visas for all of the countries that we travel to. If we, uh, our, our equipment and our crew live in Germany, right. so we normally go to the nearest place to the gig, they then pick us up and then we finish the journey and they set up and we do the gig. Sure. But let's assume Germany is right in the middle, basically. Right. If we wanted to go to France, it's not very far. We can go to France. If we want to go to Holland, it's close. Yep. Switzerland, Austria, uh, Scandinavia even. You can get to Scandinavia by road, funnily enough, from Germany, you know. Right. But the problem with that, if you think about it, you got to have, you would have to, if under the current legislation, as I understand it, we would have to have four visas of two hundred and fifty pounds each. So that's a thousand pounds. So we go to France, that's two thousand pounds. We go to Holland, that's three thousand pounds. Wow. Uh, Switzerland, four thousand. Go to Austria, five thousand. If we went up to Scandinavia, right. so we could be looking at the best part of five thousand pounds just to do, let's say we did one gig in each of those countries, which we don't do it quite like that. We normally do one or two, 
uh, looking at worst scenario, we could be £5,000 in the red before we've even played a gig. The thing is true of America. When we come to America, we have to pay for visas and we have to pay airfares. Right. So we have to, we're about 10,000 uh, stroke dollars pounds right. in the red before we play a gig in America as well. We always have to have a very good front end um, bookings, you know, right. to, to cover our cost of getting there. Then we can fill in things nicely, but we don't have, and then uh, have to have additional costs other than travel, which right. we have in Europe as well. So they are basic problems for 10 years after. Yeah. Uh, what they like for other bands, I don't know. I know Elton John is negotiating with the powers that be Sure. to try and get these things changed, as is Sir Simon Rattle. I think Sir Tom Jones has got involved. You know, there's some heavyweight yeah. performers in there right. trying to change things. I know the guys from Led Zepp have, have uh, signed a petition. The Who have. We've got some heavy hitters on our side, so hopefully things will get changed. I want to ask you, obviously, during the pandemic here, we have, as a society, more now than ever been relying on our artists and our musicians. We've been listening to a lot more music to get us through these tough times and i tell you what your your album a sting in the tail is such a great album to get into during this time and it sounds like it was a fun record to make yeah yeah we're we're, we're thank you for saying that i really appreciate it and I'll, i know the rest of the guys will i'll tell them that i've already told them the feedback the feedback we're getting is fantastic it was a joy to make yeah because um it was the first time for chicken me chick uh, churchill the original keyboard player with 10 years after, he and i had never really done a collaborative writing album excuse me we'd, we'd written individual tracks on some of the albums but we'd never collaborated alvin always wrote the material and liked to keep it that way um you know and so this was a real joy and how we worked it was uh, marcus bonfanti who's the lead guitarist and, and vocalist now he he was the hub because he's got the chords he needs to know that the words suit him he, um, you know, and keys and everything and so forth, right. you know. So I went down to Marx's. He has a little studio in Cricklewood at the time. Cricklewood Green. Ha -ha. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, he, we wrote about eight to nine songs, maybe more. I can't remember together. And it was a great fun. Really enjoyed it. Fantastic. Um, we got on well. We had a, it was about a 50-50 on the ideas. In, you know, I mean, he did the music. I did the lyrics in not in the we swapped the lyrics but i also came up with some musical ideas too so right. it was uh then colin went colin hodgkinson is our bass player um uh, colin's what we call the the riff meister which in german is the riff master <laughs> uh, he makes the riffs he comes up with the riffs so I love it. so so that that was that uh they worked together some stuff chick went and wrote with marcus then we all went in a rehearsal room and we kicked it around, we honed it, we rearranged it, we messed with it, you know, did everything we wanted till we figured we had it the way we wanted it to record. Um, and then Marcus and Colin put down a guide track of guitar, bass and vocals to a click. That was then sent to a friend of mine's studio in, uh, he lives on the borders of Wales, a guy called Mark, Mark Pullin, who's a drummer, guitarist, bass player, singer, you name it, he does it. So I went down there and put the drums onto that rough track that the guys had sent. That then went back to London to Marcus. They then took those bits off and put down their proper parts playing to my drums. Yeah. And, and then Chick went in and did the keys. Marcus then finished it off with the, the lead guitar parts and the, uh, and the lead vocals and so on. Uh, we then sent it to a friend of, of Marcus's in Canada who mixed it for us. And then there's a master and engineer in uh, in London that we all knew, and uh, he did that, and that's that's how we got the finished product. 
So let me um, ask you, was there a, 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 an interesting story behind the, the title of the album? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? No, I didn't. It just, oh, it just okay. struck me. And I'm like, there's so many different ways that I could uh, think of how this came together. But I wanted to hear from you. All right. So story. originally, it was Sting in the Tail, T-A-I-L, like in a dog's tail, right? Right. And the, that came about because uh, Leo Lyons did an interview after he and Joe Gooch left the band. And uh, and he said oh, it became very difficult because uh, if effectively it became like uh, the tail was wagging the dog, which meant he meant that he and Joe were the dog and Chick and I were the tail, but we were calling the shots. I think that <laughs> anyway. We were traveling in Germany, and, and I said to the guys, um, our agent's been on. She wants to know what the name of the album is because they they like to name the tour after the album, so the tour would become the Sting in the Tail tour. Or this, this is a, a later album called Naturally Live. Right. And that's, um, I'll tell you a bit more about that in a minute. That, that, so the next one would be the Naturally Live tour and so on, you know. Right. So uh, she, I said, look, she needs to know what we're calling this album. So Colin said, well, it's simple. We'll call it Sting in the Tail. Yeah, I'm up for that. And she said, yeah. And Mark said, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. So uh, the following week, I phoned him. I said, listen, you've got to make a decision. You know, either we're not doing that or we need an alternative. Right. He said, yeah, all right, let's go with Sting in the Tail. Oh, it's an email, sorry, he sent me an email. But he spelt it T-A-L-E, as in story. So we all thought, hey, actually, that works well. Yeah, we'll go with that. So that's how it came around, yeah. Oh, that's so neat. Now, you've got a deluxe edition of this album yeah. coming out. What are you doing to enhance this already amazing album? Thank you, that's kind. Well, that's that's the thing. The Naturally Live album, the, the guys at uh, Deco Entertainment who are putting out the, the Sting in the Tail album, wanted to call it deluxe they wanted to make it different to what's obviously been on sale in europe for for a while now and it wasn't on sale proper as it were in america it was it was on import and it was with a distributor in in nashville who somebody ordered a copy then you've you got one but there's no real profile and uh, i was talking to t morgan who's a dj friend of mine down in philadelphia i've known him since 1967. he was the guy who played our records first in america and he said, you've got to get this album out. This album is really good. You've got to get people to hear it, you know. So he introduced it to, De to Deco. And then they said, well, can we put some live tracks on? So they've taken five of the live tracks, which is uh, Land of the Vandals, Silver Spoon Lady, Last Night of the Bottle, and um, our 1970s American hit, I'd Love to Change the World. So that's why it's called the Deluxe Album, because it has those bonus tracks on it. Putting it out with a T-shirt with our uh, circular white logo on it. There's um, uh, signed photographs by the band. And so it's, it's a very nice bundle. Yeah, the first hundred that buy that, they get what we're going to call, what we're calling a town hall session. So it's as if we're sitting in a town hall on Zoom, and we can then take questions from from the from the audience. There's a competition going with it as well. Marcus has recorded a, he's taken 30 seconds or, or thereabouts of of Land of the Vandals, and he's taken the guitar solo off it and we're asking guitarists to uh, get it's on it's on a video which is going out soon and the guitarists can play along with us with chick and me and colin as if they're playing land of the vandals and then we're going to judge that competition and the winner of that gets a one-to-one -one face with the you know uh, zoom with such an amazing album like a sting in the tail if you could go back to your iconic appearance at woodstock which song or songs from this album would you like to put on that playlist oh crikey um <laughs> um well one of these days
Maze has always been a winner. I mean, yeah. Alvin wrote that a long time ago, you know, it was, that was on the Recorded Live album in 1960, whenever it was. Um, uh, and Hear Me Calling, of course, has always been a been a, a classic. You know, Slade actually co covered that in in, in Europe. Um, but Land of the Vandals, I think I would go for. We'd have to do. I'd love to change the world. Uh, Silver Spoon Lady gets gets well received. Cool. So th that's kind of nice, you know. But I, if you were doing Woodstock, you wouldn't have enough time because we only had an hour, and we do a two hour show nowadays. Right. Wow. So um, there's no that. you keep yourself in shape. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have to, right? Because. Yes. I'm on stage for the whole two hours because I the other guys get off while I do the drum solo. Did you ever think that song would would hold true and and ring so true fifty years later, especially in the moment that we're in right now? We're talking about um, I'd love to change the world, right? Oh no, I mean it, it is amazing that that lyric stood the test of time, hasn't it? You know, right? Some people are a bit sniffy about the 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 lyric these days in the first verse, you know, everywhere there's freaks and hairies, dykes and fairies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't say that nowadays. Well, right. sorry, we said it. it. You know, no, the, I mean, the rest of it, I mean, I'd, I'd love to change the world, but I don't know what to do. It, it, it is, it's a major question, you know, yeah. for, for everybody. So yes, it has stood the test of time beautifully. Absolutely. Rick, I tell you what, you were one of these those folks that I could talk to you for days and days. I love hearing your stories. <laughs> I appreciate you making time. Go out and check out A Sting in the Tail, the deluxe edition now comes with live songs, some live recordings on there. Is there a one-stop shop website that we can go to? Where would you like fans to come to? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, the, the record is available uh, on decoentertainment.com. You can, you can go there and find it. You can get my book on Amazon, but if you want a dedication, uh, which I'm very happy to do, and I can personalize them as well if they're requested, the best route is if you go to the 10 Years After official website, which is www.10-years-after.co.uk, okay. and when you get there, there is a flyer on there that sends you to another website, which is Rick, R-I-C-L-E-E-T-Y-A.com. So that's Rick lee tya com, all one word and if you then fill that order form in as it is you can put in there exactly what you want writing in the book there's also actually a, a link on there to take you to deco entertainment as well so yeah. rick thank you so much for your time i've really had a pleasure uh speaking with you it's my pleasure travis it's a real pleasure to meet you and and for the time you've given me i, I you know and all the guys the the best Best to all our fans out there who sort of supported them all through this difficult stuff. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Stay happy, stay healthy, and hopefully we see you very soon. Same to you. My all pleasure. Right. Cheers.